Hey everybody, have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the ability to easily bring you Screwball each and every week on all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Mike LaPree, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? So this is our first episode of seven that we're going to do our predictions episode for 2021, our second annual, uh, following our first, our inaugural year in Screwball. We did a rundown of every division, team by team, uh, just kind of outlining the team's depth chart and what we're thinking of them and just general thoughts on the division as a whole. We will save generally our overall thoughts for the last episode before the season starts to give a kind of final overall predictions episode. But for the time being, we're just going to give our overall thoughts on all five teams in all six divisions. Uh, So like we started last year and probably we'll start every year, we will start with the AL East um, and work our way AL East, AL West, uh, AL Central, excuse me, and then AL West and then move back to the NL, NL East, NL Central, NL West and then conclude with the overall predictions. So we'll start with the AL East, and we are going to go from what we preliminarily kind of think is top, uh, bottom to top, uh, and talk about the teams that need a little bit of work as compared to the teams that are kind of ready to go. So naturally, we're going to start in the AL East with the Orioles. I'm just going to give a quick rundown of some players, and then we'll, we'll just discuss as we kind of come up on players we like or don't like or if there's prospects or, or whatever, whatever we want to talk about. So so the lineup I have here, projected lineup, according to Roto, rotochamp.com, which is where I got all my info for this, is Austin Hayes, DJ Stewart, Anthony Santander, uh, Trey Mancini, I believe. Is he good to go for? Is, yep. Okay, good for him. Uh, Chance Sisko. Ryan Mountcastle, Freddie Galvis, Rio Ruiz, uh, and Yolmer Sanchez, I believe that's how you say his name. And then the ro- the projected rotation is John Means, Keegan Aiken, Dean Kramer, Jorge Lopez, and Felix Hernandez. Then there's, uh, you know, there's bullpen arms and bench names, but we'll get into that as we kind of talk about them. So what are your uh, initial thoughts on this squad and where they could possibly place in 2021 and, and beyond? Yeah, <clears throat> they have... Uh... A few good guys here. John Means is a decent pitcher. You know, Wade LeBlanc is a journeyman, but, you know, he can get get you some innings. They did sign Matt Harvey, which is, you know, you, you're not really going to get much out of him, but it's Matt Harvey. Uh, King Felix they have as well. I mean, pitching-wise, and then the bullpen, they have a bunch of really no-namers, younger guys, but, you know, really no name. Hunter Harvey is supposed to be pretty good. I think out of their pitching-wise, uh, for the most part, you just got guys who are going to eat innings, and uh, other than John Means, I think John Means could be there for a little while. The other guys are they pitch while you trade them. Hmm. King Felix, you know, he could be a veteran, help everything, but you trade him if he gets value. Wade LeBlanc, same thing. Matt Harvey, same thing. Those guys are just, you know, tradable pieces if they if they pitch well. Position player wise, I mean, Severino and Cisco, you know, they don't really have a bunch. Those are the two catchers. They don't really have a bunch that could they're going to trade away. Hmm. Uh, Mancini, you know, he's got some value, but I don't know if they'll they'll trade him away. Um, Yolmer Sanchez, a guy who has a little bit of value if he pitch, plays well. Freddie Galvis is definitely a tradable guy. You know, Chris Davis, no one's going to touch. Uh, Austin Hayes, Mullins, or uh, Santander, they're they're way too young to be for them to be trading really. Um, Stewart, another guy I don't think they'll really trade. So they don't got many pieces they could trade 
other than a couple pitchers and a, you know Galvis and maybe Sanchez. For the most part, their team is pretty much that's just it. It's not that great. They have a couple tradable pieces, but I always like to throw some prospects out there. They got a few real good ones. Adelie Rushman, you know the catcher they drafted a couple years ago. We'll expect to see him pretty soon. Grayson Rodriguez, a right-handed pitcher. He's um, another guy who, you know, they drafted relatively high. I believe he was drafted relatively high. Um, they got they have a pretty good farm system. Uh, another guy, Heston Heston Kirstead, mm-hmm. I believe his name is. DL Hall. So that's just that's four guys there. I mean, most of these prospects on any of these any of these teams I talk about, most of them are going to be top 100. And yeah. if they're not top 100, they'd be like the top you know 125. These are the top or you know higher guys, so their farm system is in pretty good shape. You know they got a pretty relatively deep. I would say they're probably ranked top ten farm system. Mm-hmm. Just the team's not that great, and they have a few tradable pieces which help. But um, overall, I mean, like I said, it's mostly just whatever pieces you can trade away, whatever young pieces you can kind of let them play and get some stats and see where they're at, um, and then just let the prospects develop. That's pretty much where they're at. Yeah, uh, that's kind of sums it up perfectly. I mean the. Uh... The team is, at least, you know, pitching-wise, is not very good. You know, just based on their 2020 stats, uh, a lot of their starting pitching was not very good at all. Uh, John Means, I think, has the most talent, and at least I, I think both of us agree on that. Uh, uh, talent it, left. Yeah, because, I mean, there, Felix is there, and obviously, you know, you don't know what you're going to get out of him. But I think that John Means has the most talent that they got right now, like, that he's got left, you know, in him. And even he had a pretty high ERA last season, if I'm not mistaken. So, pitching-wise, they're not in good shape. The lineup is okay. The lineup's going to – could give you some games where they give you something. You know, it could score a few runs and, and give some teams some fits. But overall, not uh, not going to run up the tally on you or anything like that. So, overall, the team's not in a competitive shape right now. But like you said with the prospects, they've got some pieces coming. Ryan Mountcastle's here, and he's, he's ready to play. Adley Rushman – is right is just about uh you know they're really excited about him and when he comes up that's probably gonna when they start gonna try to make this team try to build around him. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you get someone who's a, a top catcher, and you can build your team around a catcher. You know that's great because he's gonna be there for ten years. He's gonna you know frame out your your pitching and how their pitching rotation works. So a catcher getting a you know a franchise catcher is a, is a big thing. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I know that a lot of Oriole fans are excited to see him, but I don't see them being any placing any different than I had them projected last year and where they placed last year, you know, uh, did they actually, did they end up getting fourth and the Red Sox got fifth or was it, they uh, both kind of fought for the seller. <laughs> I don't know. I think the, I like to think the Orioles were last. Yeah. I, I honestly, I'm not sure. Cause I know the Red Sox were very not good last yeah, season, but the Orioles um, will be at the bottom this year. That's why I kind Especially of figured with 100 and, you know, let's just, let's just, Say a 140 game season. If anything crazy happened, yeah, 140 games are going to be at the bottom. But with 162, obviously, is with the plan. Um, they'll be at the bottom. There's just not enough talent there. Yeah. Um, unless all these prospects get called up and all their young guys just play super well, I still don't see them being. Maybe they'll be the fourth fourth seed. But. Yeah, that's kind of, and that's kind of where we projected them last year. Like I said, I, I will do a full. We're going to do full, you know, with uh, where we think their record and where they'll end up ultimately, but. That's why I kind of figured we'd start with them because they probably are the weakest team uh, out of the bunch. So not ready to go yet, but there is hope and there's going to be some excitement, I think, in Baltimore oh, yeah. soon. We definitely got some prospects and some younger players um, like Hayes and Mullins and Santander who have been up in the league who aren't prospects anymore. 
who are pretty good. Mancini, if you keep around, Cisco's mm-hmm. supposed to be pretty decent. Mountcastle's really not considered much of a prospect anymore. He's going to be really good. And then, like, this, the prospects we did go into. They, they, and they got a pretty good system even deeper than that. So they'll be pretty good. It's just they got a hard division and really a hard uh, AL. It's even the AL Central with the Twins and White Sox. And the Tigers going to be pretty good here pretty surely. And then the AL East. And then the West is – you don't really know what you're getting out of there. Mm-hmm. But so they, it's going to – you know, they're going to – it's going to be hard fought. But um, they'll be pretty good here, and, uh, you know. I would say within the next three years, I think maybe by year three they might be in the playoffs or at least right on the cusp in the hunt all year long. Yeah, which is uh, you know that's kind of what they want. So that's this isn't they're not trying to be the the dominant team this year. It's just not you know they know it's realistic and fans know it's realistic. So um, we'll see what happens with them, but they got some talent coming. Uh, the next team we want to talk about is the Boston Red Sox, who I'll go over just like I did with the Orioles. They have a projected lineup of Alex Verdugo, Xander Bogarts, Rafael Devers, J.D. Martinez, Christian Vasquez, Hunter Renfro, Frenchie Cordero, Bobby Dahlbeck, and Kike Hernandez. That's their projected lineup. You, you don't know where Michael guys like Michael Chavis or Marvin Gonzalez are going to slot in because they kind of play everywhere. Um, so keep them in mind. And then the rotation is, as of opening day, Nathan Eovaldi, Eduardo Rodriguez, Garrett Richards, Martin Perez, and Nick Pavetta. Chris Sale will be back, what, in May or, you know, unless there's a real setback, you know, June. So expect Chris Chris Sale back before the All-Star break, I would think. So you slot him in there. That's, that's a better rotation than they had last year, let's say that. So with this team in particular, um, I think the top of the order is still pretty good. I think that the, that's where, you know, they obviously get the edge on, at the very least in the lineup, they get an edge on the Orioles. Because uh, Alex Verdugo played well last year. Bogarts is always good. Devers, you know, although didn't have, has been kind of hot and cold sometimes. I think he's going to be good. J.D. Martinez didn't really have a J.D. Martinez year last year, but give him a full season. Could be different. Then it kind of falls off with guys like Frenchie Cordero and Bobby Dahlback and Hunter Renfro. Guys like that. But the top of the lineup is pretty solid. Christian Vasquez throw in there. So I think they'll hit okay. The rotation's a little better. The bullpen's still not great. Um, so pitching is still a big problem for them and really a team that I wouldn't say is necessarily on the decline, but you, you kind of never know where the Red Sox are going. They seem to be the team that's just, oh, World Series and then the worst, and the World Series and then seller. And, the, you know, so I don't know where exactly they'll be, but if I were a betting man, I would say that they're going to be, you know, not as competitive as the Rays, Blue Jays or Yankees. So that's why we're, we're I figured we kind of talk about them earlier on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, on my list here, we start with mostly, you know, it's all pitchers for the most part. So the Red Sox, you know, you got Chris Sale coming off of uh, an injury. Really two injuries, but an injury last year, missing the whole year. He'll be back, I would say, Mother's Day. You're talking, I would say, before then. I would say June 1st, at least, he'll be back. Yeah. Um, Eduardo Rodriguez, he had issues last year regarding COVID and stuff like that. So he's supposed to be back. Evaldi kind of always seems to have some sort of issue. Garrett Richards always does have an issue. Yeah. Um, Nick Pavetta. So they, they got some pictures here, some names. Um, they all kind of have their question marks, though. Uh, bullpen wines, you got Matt Barnes, Ryan Brazier, Adam Ottavino. That's that's pretty much, you know, the big guys out there mm-hmm. who they're decent. You know, there's, that's pretty much how this is. You know, obviously these guys can do really good or all these guys can do, you know, not great or a few of them. You know, it's just you don't know what you're getting. You're getting. There's no one that you can really pin down. Mm-hmm. The only one you can say is probably Sale, but he's coming off injury. Uh, then you go into some position players. Vasquez, you know, what's he, the two... 20 hitter 
You know, yeah. that's, that's pretty much what you get. Michael Chavis, another one, is really only like a 230 hitter, but he's got a bunch of power. Uh, Dahlbeck is a, is a prospect. I think he's still considered on the prospect list, but, you know, he's going to be in the majors this year. Uh, Kike Hernandez, he's a, you know, veteran guy at this point. Rafael Devers, young guy, he's got to bounce back. Bogarts, younger guy, you know, obviously one of the better players, but he's also got to bounce back. This whole team's got to kind of bounce back. I think where they really hurt is really their team defense is not going to be good because Michael Chavis is not a great defender. Dahlbeck's supposed to be pretty good, so that's where you put him. Kike Hernandez is, I would say, you know, above average at whatever position you put him at, but no, you know, lockdown goal clubber. He's a pretty good defender, but, you know, Give him just one position, let's see his his defensive stats. Yeah, Devers, really, he's not great at third base consistently. Could be, but consistently not great. Yeah, Bogarts seems to be one of the higher error guys at shortstop. Not bad over there. Just seems to always make stupid plays, or he just you know does a stupid throw. Something stupid with him. He always yeah. seems to be higher on the errors list. Yep. Then your outfield just got way worse defensively because you got Hunter Renfro, who's not really not a defensive guy. He's a power guy. Frenchy Cordero is probably more of an offensive guy than a defensive guy. Uh, Alex Verdugo is is because he, he plays good defense, but now he's your center fielder. Is he really a center field type player? Yeah. We'll see. And then the other guy is JD Martinez in the outfield, who's not a good defensive player. So defensively, they, you know, they didn't get much. They got worse, I think. Offensively, they're going to hit. They got some power. Frenchy Cordero's got some massive power. Renfro, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. Devers, if he could just get back to similar what he was, and Bogarts, they're going to be able to hit pretty well. J.D. Martinez got to hit, play it somewhat better. Their pitching's all question marks, though, which it has been. Um, I think bringing back Alex Cora shows you that they kind of still want to win, but I don't know if this team's really capable of winning unless all of them play very well, which, I mean, they could, but odds are, you know, their best bet is maybe chasing the end of the, end of the line wild card spot. Prospect-wise, you know, they got Jeter Downs, uh, who's a middle infielder. Uh, first base prospect Tristan Cassis, who's like six five, big guy. I think I heard of him. Yeah, yeah, he's supposed to be pretty good. A pitcher Brian Mata, and another pitcher in Jay Groom, who's a big lefty. Who, you know, we kind of know. I played against actually, so uh, we know kind of on a more personal level. Big guy who's had a bunch of injuries. Seems like that's what the Red Sox kind of are around. But I believe they only have two guys. The first two guys I think were on the top hundred. Maybe I think Mata might have been, but he was right at the bottom. So they really got three guys. So their farm system, farm system's decent. It's probably the late teens into the into the twenties, early twenties is probably where his farm system is. Yeah. I would say maybe at best. Um, but really, they got some trade pieces mm-hmm. at worst. That's what this team is. You know, if Volley plays well, Richards plays well, these guys play well, but the team's not doing good, you can trade them away mm-hmm. and get pieces back. Um, so that's pretty much where this team's at. If they play well, great. You know, maybe they'll contend for a wild card spot. It's mm-hmm. gonna take some work, but maybe they could contend. The team's got some talent, it's just not all that great. Yeah. But the system's okay, and they have trade pieces. So if the season goes kind of how you expect it to go, they'll trade some pieces, get some prospects, and you know, kind of be not really a, a full rebuild, but like a quick retooling. But they got some talent, so they'll have something to watch at least mm-hmm. compared to last year. So that's pretty much where they're at. But really, the best bet for them is chasing the tail end of a wild card spot, I think, unless they all play really good. No, I agree. They're just not quite all there. Like I said, the offense is probably their best aspect or could be their most consistent aspect. The pitching, while you have Sale, he is coming off an injury. I, I do think that he'll still be fine. And like you said, with Eovaldi, is has his problems. Garrett Richards always has his problems. Even Rodriguez. Yeah, always seems to have something. I mean, last year really not much of his fault, but you know, always seems to have something. Yeah. So you know, 
I'm sure there will be some issues at some point that will pop up, and the bullpen's just not great. The future, you know, prospect-wise, doesn't look like they have, like, a big wave coming or anything. It looks like the big wave came and went with Mookie Betts and, and others, you know, Rafael Devers and Bogarts and all those guys. So, you know, I don't know where they're heading or where their their head's at. Maybe they trade some of these guys. I don't know who would take J.D. Martinez's contract, especially if he doesn't start producing like how he could have a few years ago because last year he was pretty bad. Yeah, um, and then you take him out of a, one of the more offensive stadiums too. Yeah. An offensive division. Yeah. I mean, maybe the theory is that if the, if you get him on a contender, maybe that triggers him a little bit. But yeah, but you're in a lineup who, what, that produces, who is supposed to produce. So it's not like, oh, well, the team doesn't hit around him. It's like the team's kind of built on hitting. Yeah. So he shouldn't be, you know, you know, he's sandwiched in, in between some pretty good guys. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't um, – I don't know with this team. Like I said, I think they have more work ahead of them than the other teams. That's why we kind of talked about them earlier. Um, not that there's no talent here, because there is talent. It's just they're not as complete of a puzzle as these next few teams. So uh, um, with that said, let's move on to the next team. It's kind of hard picking out these next two teams. Uh, I'm probably going to have to – it's going to come down to the wire where I ended up putting uh, these two teams next. But I figure the next team we talk about would be the Rays. Because, and for me personally, I think the reason more would be that the Rays um, made more significant subtractions than the Blue Jays. Blue Jays made pretty big additions, or the Rays made some subtractions. So, to go through the Rays lineup in rotation, they have Austin Meadows, Brandon Lau, Randy Rosarena, G-Man Choi, Manuel Margot, Joey Wendell, Willie Adamas, Kevin Kiermeyer, Mike Zanino, and the rotation is Tyler Glass now, Rich Hill, Chris Archer, Ron Yarborough, Michael Waka. Obviously, the rotation took a hit without, you know, uh, Charlie Morton and without Blake Snell. So you got guys slotted in there like Rich Hill, who's like 40. Uh, you got Chris Archer, who has been not good with the Pirates. Obviously, the... And missed all last year. Yeah. So obviously, the, the Rays do work some magic with pitching, so you can't completely write them off. Uh, and then you got Michael Waka in there, who has a long overdue return to form, so you could get something out of him. But the rotation, it took a significant hit from their trades and lack of being able to sign free agents, um, or like significant free agents, I should say. Uh, the lineup uh, is scrappy still. You don't know what you're getting out of Randy Rosarena. He's he's kind of a wild card. Are you going to get you know a really good, not quite you know playoffs Randy Rosarena, but are you going to get a real good 3-4 hitter out of him? That remains to be seen. So that is a big part of their lineup that has a big question mark on it. But the rest of the lineup, they're they're scrappy. They find a way to get runs. And I think that they're going to do that very well. And then the bullpen is, you know, they throw hard. Uh, you got guys like Diego Castillo have a lot of movement on the ball. Uh, they sign guys like Colin McHugh who could provide some, maybe he could be a an opener or he could be a long reliever or, you know, you never know what you get out of, out of him. So they got some bullpen arms, obviously, still Peter Fairbanks and Nick Anderson. They don't even have a, a slotted on Roto Champ. They don't even have one closer. They have four. So who knows what's going on with the bullpen? You know, that I guess that'll just be by committee. So the Rays are a weird team to judge because they, they always seem to be bad on paper, and then they just play their game their way, and they do very well. So, like I said, the reason that I wanted to talk about them a little earlier than the Blue Jays was because they I felt like they they didn't quite – do enough to be that World Series team like they were, or that scrappy. It it, it just seemed like they lost a lot, whereas the Blue Jays, I think, uh, offensively are, are pretty good and, and did better. So, while I'll never count out the Rays because they're just that team, I think that best case scenario. Well, I 
I guess if, if you get like what they had last year and you get really, really, you know, you get a lot of, um, you know, the, their game gets played their way perfectly. Mm-hmm. I guess you could see maybe a division shot, but, but I think a wild card's the best best case scenario for them. Yeah. I mean, the Rays, you know, they figure it out. I think, you know, before I even get in the players, go to the World Series and win or lose, it's hard to go back to next year. Uh, go deep into the playoffs, it's hard to get to the next year, but especially you get to that World Series, especially you lose it the way they did and then lose the players you did. It's really hard for them to really rebound, I think. But, you know, you go into glass now, Cy Young candidate, hands down, there you go. Some of the, you know, the best stuff you're going to see. Brennan McKay, two-way player, you know, he's good both ways. Yarborough, he's a pretty good pitcher. Really, you know, even though they don't really talk about him or even they kind of mess around with what he does, he's pretty good. He's consistent. Archer, been there. You don't know what you're getting out of him. I'm going to say your best is probably a four or something you're right at this point. Wonka, he's at least got some sort of potential to really turn around. Um, if there's a team that could do it, you know, Rays are definitely on that list. In the bullpen, you got a couple names. Nick Anderson, obviously in the, bull, in the playoffs last year, late in the playoffs, he struggled. But I think it's because of the usage. Yeah. Really just, you know, pounded him. Diego Castillo's a good pitcher, but, you know, he doesn't know where the ball's going. It's as simple as that. And then you got a couple guys who pitched really well last year, but, you know, are they, you know, one to two year wonders or are there names that we're going to learn and know now? And that's Fairbanks, Peter Fairbanks. And uh, Curtis, those two guys pitched really well last year, but you never heard them before that. Yeah. So were they one, two-year wonders, or are these names to know? You lost Jose Alvarado, traded him away, which is probably one of their best relievers, had some of the nastiest stuff. So, and then getting to some of the position players, you signed Mike Zanino back, 200 hitter with some power. Francisco Mejia you traded for, who's a, you know was a top prospect and just never really kind of turned turned into anything, but he's still really young. Uh, G-Man Choi's still hanging around, you know. He's he's a good, solid player. Yana Diaz can hit, you know, not much defensively. Uh, Brozier, or Brozial, whatever. I don't even know how to, you know, like, you know everyone yeah. knows. Chapman's guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can hit lefties very well, but that's, you know, that's all. Yeah. Uh, he has his role, which is fine. You know, they got Brandon Lowe. You know, another guy who's supposed to be a pretty high, you know, prospect. He's played pretty well. Then you got uh, Joey Lunchpail here. <laughs> Joey Wendell, you know, he's a he's a great to slap the ball, you know, kind of poor man's Ben Zobrist. Then Yoshi Tachituga, who I don't even, you, yeah. you got it. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's another, you know, one of the overseas players. You don't really know what you're getting out of those guys. Yeah. Leah Adamas really played well last year. Mm-hmm. He really kind of took somewhat of a next step. So that's good for them. Austin Meadows had an awful year last year, but some of the best talent on the team. If not, probably their best player. Probably, yeah. Uh, Rosarena. He's never gonna be. You're never gonna be able to keep up the the how good he was in the playoffs. So just scratch that. Can he get hot like that? Sure. Can you mm. keep that? No. You're not gonna. Oh, you're gonna be the, one of the best hitters of all time. As a fielder, you know, I don't think you're really asking him to field. It's probably where you're at with him. Kevin Kiermaier. That's all you're asking him to do, because mm-hmm. he can't hit. If he plays, he's always hurt. <laughs> uh, man, one more go. Played somewhat all right last year, and then I threw Brett Phillips on here because he he don't know. He's no. just, just still doing the airplane somewhere, running, yeah. running around. So their team is just kind of, they have their roles. Hmm. This is your job. This is the way you really sh- should build it. But they don't really have that downright, we're, we're locked in. These guys, these five guys are going to be what they're, that's what they do. They have some guys who are going to have to come back. have some guys who are going to have to you know, have good years again or, or have better years or, you know, stuff like that. They lost a lot of pieces. And like I said, it's hard to come back after the, losing the World Series or getting to the World Series or even winning the World Series. Hard to come back that next year. So we'll see where they're at. You know, I think they're contend for a wild card spot. They might be in the division race for a while. I just don't think at some point it's just gonna. They're finally gonna. They're eventually gonna have to 
slide back down because the talents is gonna they're gonna get you know outmatched. They have the, the best thing with them. They have probably a top five farm system. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they're ranked one. I don't know where they're ranked by you know by MLB Network and all these other places, mm-hmm. but they're top five. They have like five guys in the top 100, so they can make moves to trade for somebody who's got eligibility for three years or so, and then make this team that extra piece. Here's that reliever. Here's that starter. Here's a hitter. All of a sudden now they're World Series bound again. Um, but it's going to take that where some of these prospects come up and play well. Uh, you got Juan Franco, who was the number one prospect in baseball. Uh, Luis Patino, who they got in the San Diego trade, he's you know a top 20 prospect and one of the best pitching prospects in baseball. Uh, Vital Brujan, who's a middle infielder, who's a, he's a young guy. You know, probably won't see too much this year. Xavier Edwards, another middle infield guy. Who middle infielders are always even higher when you try to trade them. Um, you won't you really see those year, this year. Uh, pitcher Shane Baz, mm. you know they got always got pitching. Another pitcher Shane McClendon or McClenahan, really good. Those, those guys are I believe all those guys. They're, they're all top 100 guys. And then you got Brenny Honeywell Jr. Or Brent Honeywell Jr., Jr., who's really, I don't think, even considered much of a prospect anymore. But he hasn't pitched because he had some injuries. He was a top prospect. He was like a top five, top ten prospect in baseball. I don't think he's considered much of a prospect because he was supposed to be on the MLB team last year. But he's another one that's supposed to be really good coming back from injuries. So they have a great farm system. And they have a pretty decent team on paper. Mm-hmm. They could be better. But really, I think you're talking, by just looking at them, Odds are you're probably talking somewhere around 500 into the you know the, the wild card spot. They could play a little worse than that, and they could play a lot better than that. But they're in a pretty decent spot. We're like, okay, we can go, we can, we're all right. We can make our moves to get better. But um, they're looking at them. They're young. Their prospects are ready to go. It just matters how they want to do it. Do they actually want to start paying somebody? No. Uh, are they going to trade for somebody? We don't know. So they're just very. You know, we don't know what you're getting out of them, but I mean, I think you're sitting around a wild card team with these guys, and they have some really good, exciting players. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they, by the way, are the number one ranked farm system in the league. I just um, said it had to be. Yeah. They had five top 100s, and that's a guy who, without Honeywell, who was like a top five prospect. So, yeah. I don't know where you throw him at, but you got six, really, you want to go, you have six guys who are from the top 100. Yeah, they didn't even include him. So, yeah. and that, that without him, they're still number one. They, it says they were ranked number one. For the last three rankings they did. Yeah, so, and I would say, if you want to go deeper than that, they probably have seven, eight, nine guys in the top 150. Yeah, definitely. And then you have guys who just came up who aren't prospects anymore, who were, you know, very good. Like, you know, guys like Glass now, who are, you know, how is he's not a prospect anymore? Meadows, you know, they're not prospects anymore. Very good. Rosarena, not a prospect anymore. He's very good. So, you know, we still got very young guys who are still, you know, really Adamas. These are still very young guys. They're still growing and getting better. So. Yeah, this is what the Rays do, and they're they're probably just about the best in the league at it. Save you know the A's are good at it too. Um, that money ball kind of, you know, we don't have a lot of money, but we make it work. We get the prospects. You know, it just is what it is, and they do a good job of it. So I I could see a high ceiling for these guys, but I don't. You know, at worst, I could see them floating around five hundred. But I, I you know with that, they just always seem to rally around each other, and they I guess you know they they know how to play their game and they play it well. So, and they've got a lot to look forward to in the future. So the the Rays aren't going away, no matter if you like them, if you hate them. But they're they're here. Yeah, they're and, not going to go completely away. But you know, to see them in the World Series every year, it's going to take uh, some luck and some guys that really step up their game or some moves. Yeah. I think you're just going to see them in in the playoffs or hanging around the, the hunt every year for the next five six years. Well, I, you know, I don't want to sound like it, it. This was the reason that they were there at all, but I do think the shortened season helped them. I think that in a long, in a marathon, like the MLB season usually is, the better teams usually 
get that edge, like the Yankees, like, well, I mean, the Dodgers won the World Series. You could say partly thanks to that shortened season, but those teams do, in the long run, end up winning their divisions usually because they have all the talent. Yeah, talent they, is, you know, outweighs exactly. the hot streak. So I'm not going to sit here and, and bash the Rays that they're not good or that they didn't no. deserve to be in the World Series, but I think that that did help the the way that they play. Their manager doesn't deserve to be on the team anymore. <laughs> and he's terrible. And there's there's a prime reason. They don't pitch their starters at all, so they pitch their relievers all the time. Say that's a 162-game season. You they're, can say, you, you know, that, that process works all you want. Sometimes it's just you could just watch the game and then you just coach it like, you know, like a normal person would coach it. Yeah. Because you lost that World Series last year because of that. And now you have to deal with that for the next five years. You already got rid of the player. You know there's, there's other players in that locker room that are going, come on. Yeah. There's got to be a couple guys. Yeah. And you so, know you know the way that Blake Snell talks, and you know how he is around baseball. You know he knows. I mean, he laughed at a joke that the Wendy's account made on Twitter. Yeah, Wendy's. Yeah. Ripped them apart. <laughs> yeah. Wendy's ripped the Rays apart. So, I yeah. mean, that's not going to help them. No. And then they're in a tough division. That's what we talk about with the AL East here. They're in a tough division. So, um, it's going to be hard for them, but, you know, they got a pretty good team. That's pretty. That's that's the best way you can sum it up the shortest way is they're pretty good. They're not great. They're better than decent. They're just pretty good. Yeah. And that's the race, always. <laughs> or at least for the last while here. Yeah, because they were always really not good. <laughs> yeah, they were, yeah, they were always the the bottom. The worst. The bottom team, yeah. But moving on to the next team, the Blue Jays. Put them just that, like I said, just that little bit higher than the Rays just because I think they, they made some good additions, and I think that they're kind of they're kind of going for it. Um, so the projected lineup is George Springer, uh, Marcus Simeon, Bo Bichette, Teoscar Hernandez, Vlad Jr., uh, Kevin Biggio, Lourdes Goriel Jr., Rowdy Telez, and Danny Jensen. The rotation, the projected rotation is uh, Hunjin Ryu, Robbie Ray, Nate Pearson, Tanner Rowark, and Steven Matz. Um, the lineup, I think, is fantastic. I think that there's obviously better things you can do. Maybe you could have a better catcher than Danny Jensen. Maybe you could have a better first baseman than Rowdy Telez and all that. But I think... For getting Marcus Simeon for the for the one year, I think he's going to do good. I think he's going to bounce back. George Springer's, you know, he's good as long as he's uh, on the field and, and healthy. Uh, Bo Bichette's good. Teoscar Hernandez is good. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is good. Kevin Biggio's good. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is good. So the, the lineup to me is a, is a big strength. I think that they're going to hit well. The rotation, on the other hand, leaves a lot to be desired, in my opinion. I think Nate Pearson is one of the more electric fastballs that we've seen. So Nate Pearson's going to be very good, I think. Uh, Ryu is on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, throws like 88, uh, so he's a little bit of a junk ball guy. You could get a really good season out of him, you could get a not-so-great season out of him. Uh, I tend to think that he'll be on the better side. Uh, Robbie Ray, he's just going to walk everybody, but he's... And strike everyone else out. Yeah, so he's... Rowdy, Robbie Ray is, uh, you know, he's okay. You know, having him as your number two guy doesn't look great, but maybe, you know... They can always. This is a team that if they're if they're in a position to, they can make trades for a starter or who knows. There's still starters out there, so you'd always get someone. Uh, Tanner Roark and Steven Matz are just uh, they're your four and fifth guys. I mean, you can see what you get out of Matz, but I mean, so in short, the rotation doesn't wow me. Um, the hitting is is I think going to be fantastic. Uh, the bullpen got improved with Kirby Yates. I think that that's probably really the the notable guy out of the bullpen. That's it. But that's it, exactly. So what what else do you have? You have AJ Cole. You have Tyler Chatwood. You have Ross Stripling. I mean the Phelps. yeah. I mean the the bullpen's gonna I think give you uh, a pretty average bullpen. And you lost Ken Giles. Let's just get right down to it. He pitched very very well at the Blue Jays. His his you know short tenure there. So you lose him. 
Mm-hmm. So you say you got Kirby Yates, but Kirby Yates is, should be able to put up a, a year probably a little bit better than Giles, but that's... Yeah, it's not going to really change the whole bullpen. So. You still need, like I say, you had still Giles and Giles was healthy, and then you had Yates. Now you're talking, all right, now you got a one-two punch. Now you just got to make it work to get there. Yeah. Now you need to make it a lot of it work to get there. Yeah. So that's... Or let the starters pitch all day, which, come on, they don't, no one lets people pitch no more. No. Three innings, are okay, good. And with this rotation, it's not like you have the guys to do that. So, in my opinion, I think that the offense is going to carry them through a lot of games. So I could see the Blue Jays putting up a fair amount of runs, but also giving up a fair amount of runs. So I don't think they're quite quite there for the division, but I think that's with some trades and, and we'll see what happens with the off season when maybe some guys get signed to longer deals. I think that they could be a force in the East with the Rays and with the Yankees, but uh, I don't know where they're probably, you'll get into their prospect pool, but uh, I think that they're a good up and coming team. And I think I actually, if I'm a Toronto fan, I'm pretty excited this year. I'm going to be honest. They're probably, I would think that they're a pretty good wild. They got a good wild card shot. Yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the Blue Jays, they got, they got a, a a very good team and a young team who's going for it. So, you know, kind of similar to what the Padres are kind of pushing all their chips to the middle of the table. But if you're a Toronto fan, you're you're really you're really actually angry because you didn't watch them last year. They weren't in Toronto last year. They're not going to be in Toronto again this year, right? Yeah. For the most part, for at least half a year. It's the only year you made the playoffs in 20 years, and you can't watch them. And now they're not even in Toronto again. So that just seems to be the way that goes over there. You know, the luck they got. So hopefully they can get back to playing Toronto this year because as of right now, they're not. Yeah, there's still the the rules, obviously, with the travel. Yeah, I don't so. even know where they're playing because they can't really play in the Buffalo Stadium anymore because minors are coming back. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. So that could hurt them. Um, it's and true. it's going to just, just got to be on a, a bad nerve for, for the fans. But yeah. I think they'll figure it out. I think it might be a half-season mess, but they'll figure it out. Sure. But to get to the players, you know, Ryu – for the most part, it's pretty good. He's had some concerns, you know, a couple years ago with Dodgers where he was like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Robert Ray, if you can just straighten him out a little bit, you got some some crazy potential, but he's, you know, I think he's pretty set on set his ways almost at this point. Nate Pearson might be one of the best prospect pitchers we've seen in a long time, but at least right now in the, in the league. Uh, Steven Matz, yeah, he's not good. I don't know, you know, if he pitches to Phil- against the Phillies, you're, you're giving up eight runs first inning, so <laughs> tie that right up. Tanner Roark might be the most consistent pitcher they got in the rotation. He's never been a superstar. Mm-hmm. Maybe also team maybe one time. He's always like 3.9 ERA and just, just five, six innings every time. Mm-hmm. Want to put him in the bullpen, whatever. So he's he's a good guy to have kind of wrap up the rotation. Yeah. And Ross Stripling could jump in there. He's got, you know, he's pretty decent. Um, or be in the bullpen. Either one of those guys could be in the bullpen and kind of be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Kirby Yates in the bullpen should be pretty well. He's coming off an injury, though. Got to remember that. You know, then you got well, AJ Cole. He had what two good months with the Yankees years back. Yeah. Really, guy who hasn't really figured anything out. Tyler Chatwood is like Robert Wade Jr. He's just gonna throw a lot of balls and just you don't know where that's going. And then Dave Phelps is just a kind of a journeyman, but you know a name that everyone kind of seen around baseball now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny Jensen, great defensive catcher. Last year, a little bit better offensively. Um, if he can continue getting offensively better, uh, he'll be pretty good because he was a higher prospect and defensively he's very good. Then you got Vlad Jr., who lost a bunch of weight. I think he's going to try playing first and third this year. Mm-hmm. Um, DH in, they're going to kind of be flexible. Um, he's got to kind of hit, he's got to hit better. Last yeah. year, I don't think he hit that hit that great defensively. He doesn't play that great over there. But I think losing this weight and really getting down, to like, hey, I got to be better. That's going to help him and help the team in the long mm-hmm. run. Uh, Riley Telez is really just a fill-in player. He does some nice things for you, but he's you know he, he knows his role kind mm-hmm. of guy. Biggio, 
I think uh, offensively, he's going to get the average, make sure the average is up, not striking out so much. Um, good player. Marcus Simeon's got to bounce back. Joe Panic on the bench. You know, everyone kind of knows Joe Panic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, good little, you know, basic guy. Bo Bichette, you know, going to be one of those super, superstar players. Mm-hmm. Lurius Gurriel is one of those guys no one really wants to talk about, but he's probably arguably their better best player on the team, maybe before the, you know, addition to Springer. Um, Springer, obviously, like I just said, he's one of the better players, if not the best player on the team, but he, you know, uh, we don't know what he's doing leaving Houston with the you know the trash cans and uh, his injuries he's got. We don't really know what kind of shape he's going to be in. You mm-hmm. know, if he doesn't know what pitch is coming and if he stays healthy. Randall Gritchick just, you know, faced the Yankees. He's a 300 hitter and he's going to crush 30 home runs. That guy, he's a maniac. <laughs> Good player. I mean, Teoscar Hernandez. I mean, everyone on this team, I, I even named a couple backups there, are good players. They just got to, who's playing where? Is Biggio playing yeah. outfield? Is Biggio playing second? Is Bichette playing short? You know, is Simeon playing third? Is, where's Vlad playing? Are you going to accept taking some some playtime cuts? Are that all going to flow together? If that all flows together, everyone knows their position, everything works well, that's going to help them. If some guys are a little, you know, snake-bitten about where they're going and where they're playing and where they're batting, that could cause some issues because they have a lot of guys who, more than nine guys to fit in nine spots. So we'll see. Um, and you're young. Yeah, which is so yeah. they're not really like oh you know they showed improvement last year, but you know how young guys go some years it's improvement next year kind of down then they're back into improvement they're not in that point where it's like okay it's kind of consistently improving mm-hmm. they're not quite there yet for some of these guys so we'll see what they can get but they got a good team they got a really good team and a really young team but I think yeah I think they'll need a bullpen guy uh, maybe a starter uh, but Nate Pearson man that guy's electric man I'm excited to see him. Yeah, me too. Um, and then prospect wise, you know, they got a shortstop or outfielder. He's they don't, you know, he's athletic enough to where they don't know where to play him. That's Austin Martin, uh, shortstop Jordan Grocious Grocians, mm-hmm. uh, pitcher Simeon Woods Richardson. That's their th- that's three. I think all three of those guys were the top hundred. I think Richardson was towards the bottom of the top hundred. Um, relatively, they got a pretty good form system. And I don't want to get too much into the rankings. I never really looked at them. I would say they're definitely top half, top fifteen, mm-hmm. maybe right around ten. Could even be a little bit more than that. But I would say their worst case are top 15. Um, so they got a pretty good farm system they can rely on for trades and whatnot. And they got a they got a really a pretty good like a really good team. They're, you know, sitting in the mid eighties wins win wise, I think. And, you know, I think they're easily pushing wild card and division. And they're only gonna hopefully, you know, they're only gonna get better. But the idea is some of these young guys, he's gotta make sure they're keep progressing. So they got a good shot. They got a good they're a good team and they got a really good shot at the playoffs and a division this year. But tough division to play in and they don't really know where they're playing yet which is really gonna hurt them yeah i agree uh i agree 100 percent. i think that they're good fans should be excited for them i don't think they're quite quite there with the division yet uh, i think that the with some pitching help i think they will be there uh, or they can be there if they decide to make those moves and you know some prospects work out and stuff like that so uh, i think that they can be there soon they seem like they're ready to go made a big signing in springer which is good for them so yeah, I think a wild card berth is is within their grasp for sure. Um, it's especially depending on how some teams do in the West. It could be right there for the taking for them if some of the West teams kind of cannibalize themselves. Yeah, you know. And their big thing too, which was a problem last year, was consistency throughout the whole team, mm-hmm. especially hitting. They would go a whole game without hitting and then score ten runs in one inning, yeah. and then not score again, or score ten runs first inning and not score again, or score ten in the third inning and not score again, or strike out thirty times in one game and then you know not strike out once the next game. Mm. So they got to get more consistent there. Pitching's always, you know, you always want to get more consistent pitching. 
Yeah. So no matter what team you are, I don't care if you're, you know, the greatest pitching team of all time. You always want to have more consistent pitching. That's just the way it goes. But hitting, you got to be more consistent. You can't put up the you know, 10 and then not hit and strike out and then not strike out. You just even it out a little bit. That's all. Just even a little bit more consistent. We've seen that even, I think, in the playoffs where they're just, you know, dead. And then all of a sudden they rally and then they're dead again. Yeah. It's like you got to be a little bit more consistent. Yeah. If you can be a little bit more consistent, cut some of the strikeouts out. I mean, you're talking you're talking a, a playoff team who has a chance to surprise people into the deeper part of the playoffs. Yeah, and that's 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 will come with uh, you know these young guys playing together more because you have Bichette, Vlad, and Biggio all together. You know, Lourdes Gurriel Jr.'s now there a little bit. Teoscar Hernandez. You know, you get these guys all together. Danny Jensen. They all kind of grew yeah. up together over there. Yeah, so you get them all together. The, the, I mean, we can just keep throwing names out here at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the longer they play together, more seasons, the more they gel and the more they're you know, they're a, a team, you know, so I think that they got that working for them. Uh, if they can, like you said, if they can keep it consistent and they can keep it uh, playing their game, you know, their way. So, uh, yeah, they're looking good this season. Actually, I'm, I'm kind of excited to watch them. Uh, and the last team that we have to talk about is obviously the Yankees. Uh, their projected lineup is DJ LeMahieu, Aaron Judge, Luke Voigt, Giancarlo Stanton, Glaber Torres, Clint Frazier, Aaron Hicks, Gio Urshela, and Gary Sanchez. Their projected rotation is Garrett Cole, Jamison Tyon, Corey Kluber, Jordan Montgomery, and then a mix of Domingo Herman, Davy Garcia, and Luis Severino's on the IL. He is going to come back this season. It's just when. So their rotation will look different by the time he comes back, considering that the Yankees always seem to get hurt at this point. So I'm sure the lineup and the rotation will look completely different by April 5th. So um, that kind of sums up my trepidation with the Yankees. I think that this is one of the sickest lineups in baseball and has been one of the sickest lineups in baseball. But uh, the right fielder has to stay healthy. And that same goes for what is, I guess, now the DH in Jordan Carlos Stanton. The big two guys, if they stay healthy, um, because you know DJ LeMahieu is going to be there and you know he's going to be good. The hope and the expectation now is Luke Voigt is going to be there and he's going to be good and consistent. Uh, Glaber Torres with a longer season. I think that he's going to have more of a season akin to 2019. Uh, Clint Frazier is uh, an inconsistent player, although he has some good talent. He has a good bat when he's hot. Um, His defense did get better. Aaron Hicks is a pretty consistent guy. Fantastic defense. Um, Gio Urshela, again, fantastic defense. You know, I've grown a little bit on Urshela. I think that he can really round out this team well. And Gary Sanchez is a little bit of a wild card. Um, I guess you could say he can't do any worse <laughs> at this oh, point. Geez. I mean, you know, so I, you got to figure you get a little better season out of him. But I, I think the main thing here, uh, and just to go over the rotation bullpen a little bit, they have good pitching and overall. I think that the hitting is obviously what carries them. If the hope for Brian Cashman is that you have Cole, you have Kluber has a little bit of a bounce back and pitches kind of how Kluber can. Uh, Tyon's going to be good. And then the, the rotation kind of rounds out after that. The back end of the bullpen is going to be sick with Chapman and Chad Green and, you know, Zach Britton and those guys. It did take a little hit losing Kane Lee and Ottavino, but the, the bullpen's still, you want the back end to be good. Yeah. So pitching-wise, they're okay. The offense is obviously going to carry you. But my big thing for this team, uh, while I do still think the best team in the East, they're the team to beat and they should win the division, uh, is the health. And that's just what we talk about a lot, what Yankee fun, fans talk about a lot, and what third-party fans just baseball fans talk about a lot is this team just can't stay on the field whoever you are I mean generally you think LeMay who's going to be there 
And you think at this point, Voight's going to be there. I mean, he's, he's getting hit in the hand and getting hit in the face. He's still out there. But guys like Judge and Stanton stub their toe and they're out for eight months. So yeah. uh, I don't know where – I, I do think they'll end up winning the division. I do think they are the team to beat in – you know, when they're healthy, they are the team to beat just about in the league. But they got to stay healthy. Yeah, and I'll go into the Yankees a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I like, uh, you know, talking a little shit about the Yankees because they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how it is. Um, but to go into it, I mean, you got Garrett Cole. Boom. That's fine. Kluber, you know, I think I said it last week or the week before. That's a good signing because um, you got him for less than what Tanaka would have got. I think their hope is he could probably – he's probably going to put up a Tanaka, a similar to Tanaka year with a higher upside, with the ability to be more like Kluber. So that's why they did that deal. Talion, young guy. I mean, he's got some, some really great potential. He's with Cole again. I think it's going to be a big deal. But, you know, then you got Jordan Montgomery, Gumby, uh, Debbie Garcia, uh, Domingo Herman, Luis Severino. Um, those guys, you know, they're question, they got a lot of question marks right there. You don't know really what you're, what you're really getting. Um, Cole's going to be pretty consistent. Kluber, question marks. Italian, question marks. They don't have him pitched much. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, um, his nickname's Gumby. Younger guy, had some injuries, but, you know, last year was, uh, you know, he's a 4-5 or five guy, which is fine. Debbie Garcia, young guy, pitched very, very well last year for the most part. Uh, Herman coming back from missing, you know, a little over a year. Severino doesn't pitch ever, you know, so when he comes back, you know, let's see what they get out of him. Um, so there's a lot of question marks right there, you know. Yep. But, but potential. Mm-hmm. That's what they're going for, potential. And, you know, the odds are some of them turn out to be good, some of them turn out to be okay, you know, one turn out to be nothing. That's just kind of how it goes mm-hmm. for the most part. And then bullpen-wise, Chad Green started off bad, then pitched very well. Chapman. He knows he's losing velocity. He even said the other day, but he knows how to pitch a little bit better now. Yeah. He's been really good. Britain, good. Simple. Done. Darren O'Day is a great signing. That's great for them. Um, and he, he mixed it up. You know, you got a lefty throws sinker balls. You got a lefty throws 105 miles per hour. You got a righty throws really hard. Now you got a righty who throws the ball from underneath the ground. You know, it's just switched everything up. You know, Sessa, he's okay out of the bullpen. Jonathan Wiseco has got some pretty good potential. They keep liking him. Mm-hmm. So pitching wise, they're pretty good. They signed Justin Wilson today, which was a good move for them. Who was also there, I believe, 09 with Phil Coke and those guys. He was part of them real young guys. Um, so that's a good move. So pitching-wise, bullpen, I think, is pretty set up. Not many question marks there. Rotation, you you're, you got talent. You just got some question marks. And then it comes to lineup. It, you know, you got Ernie, Gary Sanchez. He's terrible. You know, defense, not great. Offense, he might get more hits with his glove at the plate. <laughs> He might go up there with a glove and hit hit the ball with his glove and maybe get more hits because he's terrible. Um, so he's got to be better. You got to hope because he wasn't even on. He was barely even on the interstate half the year last year. I know. Let alone over the Mendoza line. So uh, Luke Voigt, tough guy. You know you got to hope he keeps playing well, which that seems to be kind of the way it is. Digital Mayhew's he's just consistent. That's what he does. He just hits and you know he doesn't smile and he just goes about his business and he's got a lot of that. Um, Gio Urshela coming back from a little bit of the, the elbow injury when he when the elbow was feeling good he played well yeah. defensively he plays well still have a little hope you know a little, little question mark there because you know he always was he was a 240 hitter but you know he's he should be a 260 hitter with really good defense at the you know kind of pretty safely you know then you get Gleyber Torres who's he's a really good young player defensively he's okay at shortstop he could be better but he's okay at shortstop but just he's really good really young a guy I always really liked just never does anything. That's Tyler Wade. This guy could just fly. He plays every position. He's just got to give me a 240, 250 average, and he's a really good player. But, you know, he can't bat 200. 
Gary Sanchez, but you know, <laughs> um, Clint Frazier, I don't know what to do with. I don't care what the stats say. He's not a, he's not a good outfielder. I don't. I just don't care. I don't care what the metrics say. Watch him. Watch him. Look at his eyes. Look look with your eyes. The guy runs in circles to catch the ball. I don't care what they say. He dove on that one play. They loved it. He do, he caught the ball then dove. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Clint Frazier can hit. You know, he just one week he strikes out eighty eight times. The next week he's you know batting five hundred. You know, they, I don't know what to do with him. I don't. He's offensively good. Defensively he's not good. He's just there. They yeah. gotta figure something out with him. He's either playing all the time or get rid of him. I've been saying that for, I think, two years now. Talkman is a good guy I like on the team because um, he's, you know, guy could probably start with a lot of teams and teams ask about him, but he's good. He's yeah. a good good backup when you got real good outfield. Mm-hmm. He's got like Talkman, good defensively, good base runner, really good base runner. Mm-hmm. He's just a good player, good against lefties. Um, he is a lefty. <laughs> yeah, and he's good against lefties, That's, yeah. and he's a great defender. Um, Aaron Hicks got to stay healthy, but a really good player, switch hitter. You know, he's just a, you know, 260 guy. Switch hitter at some home runs. It's cool. Uh, the guy in right field, you know, he doesn't play. <laughs> That's the problem. Um, he's got to play, or get rid of him. And I don't care who. If you, I don't care how much you like the guy. Either play or go home. I don't. You, 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 if he doesn't play 150 games this year, then he shouldn't be at the Yankees no more. You got to play games. I don't know what the problem is. You're going to be the Caps and you show up. I don't know what to tell you. It's simple as that. I mean, it, it's not. You can't really compare it too much. But you got CC last year or two years ago. He threw it till his arm fell off. Yeah, <laughs> and you you get what a little boo boo, and he's done for the for the year. It, it, oh well, he had the rib injury. You had that for seven months. You didn't know what it was. <laughs> then you finally figure it out. Jeez, well, figure it out. Where's it hurt? Right here. All right, no, this is the problem. Yeah. What do you? Uh, my head hurts. No, it's your rib hurts. No, it's my head. Let's figure it out. <laughs> what the problem is, jeez, he's just oh, he's got to play. If he stays healthy for even 140 games, they're good. Yeah. He plays 100 games, he's garbage. Just get rid of him. Greg Allen, you know, whatever. Him. So, <laughs> he's a good backup player. Stanton, another one. You got to play. You got to play. Stop babysitting him. You're paying him a billion dollars. Play the game. Mm. Just play the game. Just show up. Oh, he's a little banged up. I don't care. I don't care. Oh, you're not 100%, so you take a 70% swing. Oh, oh so it went 450 instead of 550. <laughs> oh, oh, what's Just play the game. You don't field, which is terrible as it is. They don't let him field. Just play. Let him play, because when he's healthy, he's really good. Oh, yeah. Judge has been a little, some sways, you know, kind of up and down. Stanton's been really good with the Yankees. Oh, yeah. He just doesn't play. So, you know, that's, jeez, that's their problem. The backup catching, I don't know where to go with there. And my, my, my other problem with this team is they don't have lefty pitchers, and they don't have lefty hitters. I don't know if they know what a south pole <laughs> is or what a lefty is. I don't know if they know what the problem is over there. So they got to figure that out, because you can't just have all righties every time. They got to figure out a way to get a lefty starting pitcher other than Montgomery, and you got to get a lefty hitter that starts. And yeah, you, you can't bring Brett Gardner back. Holy Christ! If they bring if they bring him back, they won't win. It's funny. Before you go on, three of the four bench players I have are lefties. You got Mike Talkman, Tyler Wade, and Jay Bruce. Yeah, and Jay Bruce was a great signing. Yeah. I always liked Jay Bruce. Mm. Always liked him. But he brings you an outfielder if he if he makes the roster. If he doesn't. Who cares? He makes the roster. He's a left-handed player who can play first, who can play outfield, and he's got power. He's a, and he's he's been around now. He's been on some winning teams and some bad teams. That's a good signing, but you have no lefties at start. Your only left so-called lefties Hicks. He's a switch hitter against a righty. Yeah, against lefties, sure. Your lineup's pretty set up, but you only face a lefty thirty-three percent of the time. That's it. So they got to figure something out because they got no lefties, and that's not good. The Yankees have an unbelievable talent. They have some question marks with the starting pitching. 
They have a few with the with the lineup. You know, Sanchez is a question mark. Voy, you can you know really not much of a question mark there. Yashela not much there anymore. The outfield, there's no real question marks. There's really no question marks offensively anywhere other than other than catching. Pitching, it's mostly starting pitching. Rotation, I mean, the bullpens, that's, there's no question marks really there. Mm. A couple smaller ones, you know, every team has long relief. Or who's this guy? Who's the fifth inning guy? You don't worry about that. Coaching's got to be better. Aaron Boone's got to be better. The, the team's got to know what they're doing. they got to stop having everybody hurt. That falls on the team. you got to learn how to bunt and steal bases and run. You can't just rely on home runs. If they bring Gardner back, they're not winning the division. I don't care what, I don't care. I don't care if Babe Ruth came back. That's how bad he is. Brett Gardner hasn't been good in two and a half years. That's as simple as that. So let's just stop playing that guy. God, he's... I like Gardner. He just doesn't help the team. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have Cameron Maben. He's good. Gardner's useless. Good. God. I mean, the, the team's got talent. Mm-hmm. No, nothing about that. The team's got some super talent. A few question marks. They just gotta, they gotta figure it out. And you gotta be on the field. Mm-hmm. If your judge is your captain, he's gotta be on the field. Because if they're gonna pay him the $500 million he's asking for, then you got to be on the goddamn field. And you got to fix that stupid gap in your teeth <laughs> if you have all that money. Because he's just, oh. God. He's so good. That's the problem. You know. He's so good, you just can't stay on that fucking field. And just fight once in a while. Like, just yell at somebody a little bit or something. You're mm-hmm. six foot seven. If you get a bad call, tell the umpire he sucks. <laughs> You're six foot seven. Can't be a nice guy all the time. Jeez, there's no one on that team that gets fired up. And then Voight, and he's a maniac. Oh, so yeah. You can't listen to him. No one, you can't follow him. He'll, he'll, he's too crazy. You know, Mayu, he ain't going to say nothing. That's the way he should be. <laughs> like, Stanton and Judge, Stanton says some stuff. But Judge, you're six foot seven. He's like, well, it's a bad call. Say something to him. It's like, you sucked. <laughs> All right. Get better. Done. <laughs> All right. He's going to be better. You think he's not going to listen to your six foot seven? So, prospect-wise, they got a pretty, you know, they got an okay farm system. Jason Dominguez. He's like 12 years old, and he's been around forever now. I heard that with Sanchez. That's what I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. I heard Sanchez for 10 years that this guy, this kid's going to be great, and now he can't, you know, he couldn't hit the water if he was swimming in it. So Clark Smith, we've seen him a little bit last year. He's got some He's got some potential. That's that's their top 100 guys right there. That's it. You only have two. Oswald Peraza, shortstop guy. And then this guy, they, they knew what they were doing here. They, they drafted a catcher, Austin Wells. Um, he's going to be pretty good, I think. So Sanchez got to watch his back here because this guy's going to be around. I, maybe not this year, maybe in the next year if, if Sanchez doesn't play around, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't play well. But in the next two years, you'll see that guy. Um, and then Estevan Florial, who we always kind of seen around, he's always been pretty good prospect. He just never gets a touch the field for the Yankees. Yeah, just can't break through. Yeah. Um, so they got an okay farm system. They're in the middle, you know, somewhere ten to twenty or eleven to twenty. I would say in the teens somewhere. Um, they got a pretty decent farm system. They got two real good guys, and then the rest is just okay. Uh, but they got a great team. They got a great roster. They got a great team. You, they, you know, they struggle with lefties, which is a problem. They struggle with health, which is a problem. And I think they're coaching after the last two years. I kind of always was like, not bad, but not great. So they got to figure out the way to stay on the field, figure out lefty situation, and they got to coach better, which is all things you can really do. And they all go hand, well, the lefty thing, not so much. But the other two things go hand in hand. So they can figure that out. They're going to win a division. They got a shot at 100 wins. They got a shot. I mean, they're deep in the playoffs, and they're in the World Series. That's you. They have to be in the World Series type of team. If you don't, it's like, what? what is the problem? Similar yeah. to the Dodgers winning, not winning those years. It's like, what is the, you're paying a billion dollars. You have to win. Yankees aren't quite paying that much money. They're actually under the tax hmm. because of the prospect. You know, these guys haven't got paid yet. But the team is 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 just, just too, way too much talent to yeah. not be in the World Series and not, you know, win a World Series in the next, 
this year or next year or at least the next three years. They don't got to, you know, they got to win a World Series and yeah. probably be in another one. Yeah. And you'd like to think they would just get there at this point, you yeah. know, because they haven't been there since 09. So, so. I, I'm very hard on the Yankees just because they're stupid. They do dumb <laughs> things. Mm-hmm. They have no lefties. You know, I get on them, but they, they have a great team. They, they do a lot of good things. But when you watch them all the time and you, you know, you follow them and stuff, it's hard to not be like, what is your problem? <laughs> what is, you know, what is Clint Frazier doing for us when he's in Myers for seven years? Mm-hmm. And Duhar can't catch a ball if you hand it to him. So what are we doing with him? You know, you could trade both of those guys and go get something. There's so many things you can do, but they don't do. Like, what if he gets hurt? We have in Duhar. Oh, <laughs> what, what if you just traded him and go get a pitcher or, or something, you know? Or what if you just stayed on the field for more than, you know, two times all year? That'd mm-hmm. be great. So they got a, you know they got some some question marks, but overall, I mean, probably top three overall talent in, in the league, and I mean, maybe one. They're either one or two, I think. Yeah. And if you really don't like them, you could put them at three. But they're top three overall talent in, in the whole league. Yeah. When the when the team's on the field, they're healthy and they play their game. They are a top three team, hands down. And but they're really tough to beat at home. Oh yeah. Fans or no fans, even with the short porch and whatnot. You know, both teams get get to use it. Um, they're tough at home. Some teams are, you know, you think, oh, every team's tough at home. No, some teams aren't that tough at home. They're tough at home. Definitely. And they travel well recently. They went on the road and played very well, too. But they're tough at home. They get home field advantage. They're very tough at home. I think they only had a you know, handful of losses there last year. Right. Ten? Ten? Yeah. It, not even? It felt like any time there was a home stretch, it was like, oh, thank I think God. they had like nine losses at home last year. Yeah, it was, it was they, they played they well They were home. like a little over 500 on the road, I think. Mm-hmm. They play very well at home. So they're an exciting team. Just, you know, if you're a fan of them, you know, you definitely, you could be a little bit more critical of them because you watch them and follow them all the time. If you're more of an outsider, you either you don't like them or you're like, oh, they're, what, what, is everyone, you know, what are they complaining about? Kind of yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. You don't really know the inside, you know, some of the inside stuff because you don't follow them as much. So being, you know, a fan of them, you can kind of be more critical of them because you see the, the problems, the team. But they're, you know, to keep it basic, even though I ran into them for so long here, they're a great team. They're a World Series bound team, and if they're not there, it's a problem. So that's how good they are. Agreed. So that's pretty much what you get: the division winners, um, and there should be World Series bound. Agreed. And if not, not that they're bust. A team at this of this caliber at this point should have a pennant at the very least. You should be there, mm-hmm. but you know, does a full 162 game season change the outcome of last season? Maybe. Does now say we get 162 games? Does that change the outcome? You would you would think. Yeah. You know. I I think with them it was they got caught in the uh, the regular season's boring kind of thing. We just want to be in the playoffs and we expect to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I think that caught them a little bit last year and then some of the injuries. I think it caught them. Like hey, we're not guaranteed a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. No one is. So you got to play to earn it. And I think last year they that kind of caught up caught up to them a little bit. So I think this year they're going to earn it and they know they're going to earn it. So I think that's what they, they want to play this year. Last year, I think they were like, oh, we're the best team. We're mm-hmm. good. We'll be in the playoffs. Especially the expanded playoffs, we'll be there. Then all of a sudden, a couple injuries, they don't play well. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on? So I think they're going to earn their playoff spot this year, which is the best thing that can happen. you got to earn. you got to play to fight to get there. That's why those teams who just sneak in, they earn their way there. Yeah. They're ready to roll. A team like the Rays, who are, you know, they got to they got to earn everything they get. They don't want, You can't get handed nothing. So the Yankees got to play like they're going to earn everything they got. And I think they got a lot of guys who are going to do that. Kluber and Talion got to, to prove themselves. Judge got to prove himself. Stanton's got to prove himself. You know, Clint Frazier's still trying to prove himself. Gary Sanchez, he's just got to prove that he's somebody. Try being somebody else at this point because he ain't working. You know, LeMay, he was just, he's going to be fine. Don't worry about him. 
So they got a lot of guys who are going to prove themselves, and they got to prove themselves as a team. And Boone's got to prove himself. So I think Yankee fans are kind of losing hope on him. Yeah, I think we are. You know, they're, they're, it's getting rough watching yeah, him I mean, sometimes. He's not, he, he's not bad. No, but... But, you know, I'm, uh, he's like Girardi when he was a Yankee. You're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's like, he's he's okay, but the team helps him a lot. It's just like, there's know? no, like, yeah, that's my guy. Mm-hmm. Like, even when they signed him, I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, I need that guy. He's like, yeah. That's yeah. him. Give me Dusty. Yeah, I was just going to say. I'll fire it up right there. You know, with him. But, you know, so we'll see. We'll see with them. But Yeah. Overall, I think that they have the best talent. Uh, they should win the division. I think that shouldn't even best be. Best talent in the AL. I think that's, you got to at least give them that. Yeah. At this point, with the Astros fail, uh, falling a little bit, athletics falling a little bit, you know, the White Sox are coming up, but I, I think that the Yankees do have the better. Proven talent exactly White Sox still have way raw talent yeah but i think they're still you know they got to see kind of see how it is with mm-hmm. them the yankees are more proven talent like they're they're going to be good yeah the white Sox are still like hey we'll say this year is going to be a proven year next year i think they're more more of a guaranteed team yeah but we'll get into them next week because we have the central to talk about next week so that is our al east kind of look at the division without giving up you know the who we think is exactly going to win the division, who we think is exactly going to make the wild card. We're going to give our records, you know, what where we think they're going to finish right around some of these teams. Um, but that's a preliminary look and kind of a deep dive into the depth chart and prospects of these teams. So um, so that's, that's the AL East. Next week we'll come with the AL Central, like I said. And that's, that's about all I have to say about those teams. Uh, like I said, just to reiterate with the Yankees, just real quick, uh, as long as – it comes down to me as long as they're on the field because that's just a good team. And I think that that's different from all these other teams. The Blue Jays got good talent, but there's no real, real question for them on the field. Rays are always on the field. They'll play their game. Red Sox and Orioles aren't going to be quite as competitive, but you know, they don't have the injury bug quite like the, the, the Yankees injury bug thing is pretty unique. It's kind of like a Mets thing. And if they can overcome that and they can, they have that one seat. You got to think something's got to give at some point. They're going to have a healthy season. And if that happens, the Dodgers. then yeah, exactly. So luck's going to be on their side at some point. The difference between the only difference between the Mets and the Yankees thing. I don't want to get into this too much. Um, the Mets almost seem to hey, get back, get back, get back, get back, mm-hmm. set back, get back, get back, get back, set back. The Yankees are like, take your time. Take your time. I've been ready for a month. You're you get another month. Yeah. Back. It's like, get them back. I'll rush them, rush them, but get them back. Well, some yeah. teams, I think the Mets, some of the Mets issues are they're just they're trying to force things too much. Hmm. Even with some of the signings in years past and moves they've been, it's like it's just forcing it too much. Like, hey, we got to go, 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 go. Sit back. Let them, let them do their thing. And they'll be okay. So if you're ready, you're ready. If you're not, you're not. Simple as that. You know? Yeah, and I agree. That's where that's what the Yankees got to do. You know, don't don't rush them, rush them back. But, hey, come back. You know, LeMayu, the messed up thumb, he came back a week earlier. He was supposed to. Played fine. We, you know, we don't even really know what was wrong with his foot, but it was not great. With his foot, he played every day. You know, two years ago, Stanton struggled through that hamstring injury for a lot of the year. You know, let him, he can do it. Let him do it. So, you know, these guys are, they can play through injuries and, and some beating, you know, what they used to do. You yeah. can let them do that. They're big boys. They can handle it. Yeah, you know, paying them all that money, you know, you know, you, you pay all the money for a lawnmower, you ain't going to cut the grass half the time. <laughs> right? That's true. So, that's what you got to do. You know, I pay all this money for these guys. They got to play. Yeah. So, that's where we're at. And that's not just for the Yankees. There's a lot of teams who do that. Almost every team babysits guys, so let them go. Yeah. So I agree, but that's uh that's what I got on these on these teams. Uh, we'll give we'll return to the AL East when we do our our overall episode. So that's all I got. 
uh, for them. If you want some final notes on some teams before we get into the trivia question. No, no. I mean, I think um, Ailey's strong, and it's three teams strong, really. Um, but Ailey's should be a pretty good division, and um, yeah, it should be a, an exciting division to to watch and, and keep up with, even for not just this year, for the years to come because of some of the prospects. Yeah, it'll be a good division for a while, for sure. Yeah. But to get to the trivia question, it's kind of hard to find one that rel- relates to team previews. <laughs> so just threw a random one in there, and that's um, who was the first ever, or who, the two players, an AL and NL, who were the two first uh, Platinum Glove winners? Um, and the award is, is, if you don't even, some people might not even know that there's a Platinum Glove. Um, it came out in 2011. Um, it gives it to the best defensive player in each um, league, uh, Platinum Glove. Um, and it came out in 2011, and it gives one a year for obviously one NL, one AL. So who were the two the two winners? Who was the AL inaugural AL and inaugural NL winners? And uh, Mike got the NL rather easily. And the AL, he was, uh, I think, thought about it. <laughs> I did think about it. But was a little surprised because mm-hmm. of his age, I think. Yeah. And uh, the NL was Yadier Molina, who won 2011, 2012, 2014, 2015, because yeah. that's what he does. Makes sense. Um, and in the AL, the inaugural winner, in 2011, was Adrian Beltre, who won 2011 and 2012. So the inaugural winners of the first two years were Yachty and Molina in the NL and Adrian Beltre in the AL. Yeah, I, I got Yachty. I knew him. that was pretty easy, I think. But Adrian Beltre, he was in He was in there. It was. I, I thought about it, but I was like, eh. I was like, Platinum Glove, is he that good? I was like, eh. I was like, you know, yeah, but no. In the running. Yeah, he's, like, oh, he's got to be in the running because he's pretty good over there. That's yeah. I was like, you know, he's a Gold Glove guy, but is he the Platinum Glove guy? You know. Yeah, that, exactly. That's what I was like. I was like, well, Matt Chapman, but he won it later. Yeah, for good reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's a trivia question. It's it's not you know some sort of 1890s uh, question <laughs> we sometimes have. It was a pretty relative one and a, a pretty one we've seen, you know, ten years ago, literally ten years ago. Yeah. So within the last decade, we've seen that award come about and we've seen the inaugural winners that's pretty cool yeah i forgot it was 2011 i thought it was closer to 2013 or 2014 that they did it um but that's cool i I like that they have that it's like the who's the best gold glove essentially is what they're giving it out for yeah but uh yeah uh so that's the al east we'll get into the al central next week and then finish with the al west and then flip over to the nl um so we got uh, we got six more episodes coming out of the seven uh and then this the final predictions episode should go live just about when the season starts it kind of all lines up nice and then we can start getting into our regular show week by week kind of analyzing the week in baseball so uh we got all that coming so uh, i'm excited to talk about the al central because i think there's two teams there that are really vying for that division and one uh team that's very very exciting and we talked about them how we've talked about how exciting they are yeah yeah these are always cool to do a deep dive, especially with the teams that aren't that great because you get to see their prospects and who they could trade away. So it's pretty cool to see. And then, you know, you hopefully you say something good about a guy and he comes up in the year or two and he plays good and you feel good about your predictions and a little bit of research you do. Mm. So AL Central should be um, exciting as every division is exciting. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, some quick, just quick news. Obviously, a couple guys got signed. I'm not going to really go into that too much. Um, but minor league baseball will be back this year. They did cut mess with the teams a little bit, cut some teams out, um, switch divisions, stuff like that. But minor league baseball will be back in some fashion, uh, which is great, obviously, for the young guys that we talked about. But it's great for you know people who want to go see baseball and see some of these young guys and, and kind of feel that you know professional baseball, but 
still hometown baseball kind of feel. So that's always great. Yep. And um, just over a year for our podcast. Yeah. I think the, this was the first episode past our year anniversary, right? Yep. This is, uh, we're recording this two days after our one year upload anniversary. We made the account and kind of had this all planned bound the first week of February. Well, we had it planned for a while, but we, you know, we had it all finally executed the first week of February. But first episode was the 13th of February last year. Uh, this will go live. What's the, what, the 18th? I want that. Yeah. So about, you know, five days after our initial upload date. But yeah, we're celebrating one year of Screwball. And if it wasn't for the, the weeks, the, the two week break we would took, we'd be fast approaching on and just about on episode 52 to, you know, it would make sense to the one year. So uh, not to pat ourselves on the back, but not many podcasts make it even just the year. So I think we're doing good. And I hope that everyone out there is enjoying it, enjoying the trivia question and, and all the stuff we're putting up. So uh, I'm I'm proud of the podcast, and I'm glad we got it. Uh, we're gonna have hopefully a full year of doing it <laughs> instead of just trying to yeah. trying to piece together what three months of. Yeah, we used a lot. We used a lot of uh, spare time episodes. Mm-hmm. We used a lot. We were yeah. like, oh man, we'll have years to. It. We'll have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> but gets to show you some of the, the stuff we like to talk about, not even on the podcast, but off the podcast, which makes you how you, how you think about it, and some of our knowledge of the game in all aspects of the game. Mm-hmm. So that's always cool. Yeah. And there's always ways to come up with new episodes, new lists, or add filler filters to lists. And there's always, baseball is such a sport that you could talk about so much in the history of it. And there's always we something. We just have an 1800s episode. <laughs> God. A whole, a whole segment of just episodes on just 1800s and the George Davis fellas. and Just 1800 nicknames. Oh, yeah. that's, that's all we yeah. need. High Pockets Johnson and the fellas. Yeah, you know how they are. Three Finger Brown. And, yeah. All those know. crazy characters yeah Yeah, sure so all right well that's all i got for this episode uh like i said we'll move on to the central next week and if uh unless you got anything final i guess we'll just wrap this up nope that's it all right guys well thank you for listening uh you can catch this podcast on google Podcasts as well as apple Podcasts and spotify uh you can also listen to this podcast on our regularly updated youtube channel as well as our website screwball.podbean.com you can follow me on Twitter at Real Mike Lepree. You can follow me on Instagram at Mike Lepree. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at FDubs10. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No eating screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep, take care.